0: Welcome to the Ginger Talks Podcast with GingerSnap67 and Druid Knowledge. And now, here's Ginger. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ginger Talks Podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and we are joined by Druid. How are you, my friend?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Here we are live tonight, and it's always exciting to have a guest in the room it's a different energy. I can feel the electricity. As you can hear my voice, um, it's palpable. It's hot tonight. Um, you know, we have that electricity that is uh, the one and only alt k Cousin, friend, uh, podcast, podcast guest extraordinaire. I've already stuttered within the first 30 seconds of the podcast, <laughs> which is just standard fare. at this point. How... Uh, over to you, my esteemed, our esteemed guest.
2: Oh, okay. Hello. Hi. Um, am... you've said who I am. Yeah. Oh. Okay.
1: oh, oh. It's... <laughs> I was waiting for you to give the re- big reveal. Actually, that's slightly disappointing as an interaction. This isn't good coffee
2: Um, I'm just, in just, just saying hello. That's, that's all. <gasps>
1: And Ginger, over to you. I think at this point we uh, yeah. we're bereft. We've had some technical <laughs> issues today, and I think it's left uh, it's left us a bit wet behind the ears. So uh, if you could, if you could offer some stimulus,
0: that's that's good. I got you. Uh, it's this is the second recording from the new Druid Towers, and having a guest, it's always a new place, offers new challenges, and. Uh, <laughs>
1: It's very yeah. diplomatic, put, I must say listen uh,
0: talking to clients all week i'm I'm very good at the you know things happen, but it's okay. I mean this is how we adapted grow and I'm just talking out of my asshole what's up
1: <laughs> yeah it, you know it's funny that like, i I think actually it, it, it's true like it, it, what we fail to like kind of accept as as like a society of people is that actually um we're just a bunch of children playing dress up. Pretending that we know what we're what we're saying and doing, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and I think about that every time. So let's say I'm at work and I make a call to a parent, right? The, I I feel like I am a, a seven year old boy, like wearing my dad's suit in that moment, pretending mm-hmm. that I know what's going on. I right? I think the older you get, the more you realise that that's the truth for everybody. Yeah. I love that. blanket
4: agree. I well, mean, yeah. Like, sometimes... I...
0: Sorry. Being that I talk to people of all ages and stuff and, like, skill levels and shit all the fucking time because we're dealing with kids, which I know you do too, Druid, but like, the investment people that are in the second floor of the office building that I work in, like, those people are all talking out of their asses. I'm talking out of my ass all the time. My kid's sister talks out of her ass. Like, we all do it. And we all just go, oh, yes, yes, mm-hmm, totally, quite, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, this is, why I, this is why I thank you, the listener, listening to this night. As we fully admit that we have nothing really of uh, any substance to say to you whatsoever. The fact that you tune in, uh, even still. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe we're breaking down the artifice of it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We, we, we were having a discussion before recording today, uh, just slightly before. What, what is it that the podcasting does? And the fact is that uh, I can't explain it.
0: Yeah, I mean. But it... then.
1: <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Do yeah, you know, it's all... it's all. Oh, yeah, please, please step in. You're going to
0: get all real and philosophical because we've been having a lot of these types of conversations at work.
1: Right, okay. go fire away.
0: So, people who watch streamers, especially the, the really personable streamers, or um, a lot of the big streamers are popular because they're either really good at a game Or they're really funny. Or they're very real and very personable. And we're just... I think... And people can tell me if I'm wrong. This gives us (laughs) real, unfiltered snapshots of things that could be edited. But we don't because it's real and it's funnier that way. Like, this podcast is just like... No, it's just a fucking conversation that you'd see happen... Um, Dinner um, table between uh, the same let's talk about sitcoms. people.
2: love a good sitcom.
1: Because I, I don't want to talk about J-dubs anymore, man. You know what I mean? Like the J-dubs, they come in, they're, they're, they're <laughs> obtrusive. Um, but yeah, sitcoms. Sitcoms. So yeah. we, we talk a lot about sitcoms oh. on here. Did we talk about <laughs> sitcoms on your previous episode?
2: I don't think so, no.
1: No. What's your favorite. What? How? Uh, so we. T- uh, so what? the first episode of the podcast deals a lot with uh, Joey Tribbiani, Matt LeBlanc. Um. So, it's been a running theme throughout the episodes that we talk about sitcoms from days gone by. So, w- I guess the first question is: since you're a guest, and I guess that we've got to like interview you in some capacity, and actually. <laughs> When you think about it, like, imagine I'm, like, a real interviewer on a real, like, radio show. Uh, this is actually, like, the most mundane question that I could ever ask you. What's your favourite sitcom?
2: Oh, well, I'm about to give the most mundane answer. It's Friends. It's Friends. It's Friends.
1: All right. Uh, Mrs. Knowledge, off the, off the microphone, what is your favourite sitcom?
4: Okay. I don't She says she doesn't
1: know, but I think it's also Friends. Like, 90s sitcom. Yeah, Mrs. Knowledge is friends as well. So we've got two friends.
4: It's so boring. Hi, hello. Yeah.
1: Mrs. Knowledge is, is, is talking of a storm here in the corner. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously friends, she says. Obviously friends. I know it's... Oh, I it. It's, yeah. it's, she says it's basic.
4: It's
2: <laughs> it's it's great, but it's, it's it's like I said, it's it's a mundane answer because it's Mr. not what people expect, but it's Mr. also Mr. the best.
1: Misknowledge, Mr. misknowledge. Mr. Come, come closer. No, okay. I just don't want I don't want people to I don't want people to think that like I'm I'm making you up. <laughs> I think it's a big thing. here. but uh, yeah, you saying friends? It's basic to like friends. This is misknowledge. Uh, the, the report. It's basic to like friends, but it's just the best. Is that your message as well?
2: I feel like it's a very common answer and kind of like an expected answer for was to ask which favorite nineties sitcom. But the reason it's such a common answer is because it's so good.
1: So, what do you think then about right? So, we've got we've got a thing here where uh, I don't know if you guys are noticing this, um, but I'm noticing a trend in articles appearing about. Uh, talking about what uh, Gen Z think about friends. That's always coming up in my feed. What do Gen Z think about friends? And the oh. um, they, they uh, these articles are predisposed. Uh, they're written by people our age. And sorry, old kitty, I realised that you're younger than us, and I don't want you to age up. Well, I was going to say,
2: fun fact: technically, <laughs> I am.
1: I am Gen Z. Oh, ew. <laughs> ew. No, that's gross. No, but like, uh, so we get a lot of articles uh, coming up at the moment. Am I the only person that's noticed this, that Gen Z uh shitting on friends, like, in a huge way ever since it came on Netflix? Because yeah. they're like, did Rath is so problematic. Yes. I'm... Dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely, they're shitting on, like,
2: Joey being See, an idiot. I, I think Ross, Ross is p- being problematic, problematic, but I think Ross has like, always been perceived as, well, should have always been perceived as problematic, because, let's be real, he was the world's worst boyfriend, like, cat-
1: yeah. right, several times over, <laughs> but,
2: Make sure.
1: I'm fine, <laughs> I really hope you can hear Mrs. Knowledge, she's going mental-, <laughs> mental about this in the court. Okay, so what I'm saying is is that I think ross is is played as sympathetic, right, and that's the that's the gripe. Right uh, how But I'm going to come out with it guys. Friends is categorically not the yes. best on. Not your favorite either. Um, I'm sorry to everyone in the room that thinks it is but um uh, yeah. I, it's not my favorite. <sighs> you don't think it's the best. It's not. Oh, that's good. Mrs. Owens has the best quote of the evening. It's not the best, it's just my favorite which I, Do you know what? Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You respect the fuck yeah. But, like, it's. I can respect Yeah. Actually, I, I that guess, should like, be the, the argument here. Out of them why we talk about the best. But I never realize I asked the question. But maybe that's right. Because I think the best is Seinfeld. Probably Seinfeld. Probably Seinfeld. Probably Seinfeld.
2: Mm. The problem that comes with me is the fact that I am. Um, Twenty-five, right? And I really don't actually know any other '90s sitcoms.
1: You only know Friends.
2: I only know Friends.
1: You're full of shit, man! You, you don't know Frasier.
2: I know of it, and what I've watched—I watched a few episodes because our grand used to watch it every now and again.
1: Grand used, used to watch it. Yeah, I used to watch Frasier.
2: Um, and <laughs> I've seen a few episodes of it, and but yeah.
1: You know, um, Ginger. I think it, I think it might have been the last time we recorded. Uh, where I I was talking about how
4: good Frasier was, and then just to hear, I know it because of our grandmother.
1: Is that where I'm at now? Like it, it, it's I'm aligning with mm-hmm. the grandmothers. Oh, I like, Fr- oh. like Fraser. It's like a fine sherry.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, most of the shows that I knew going up because of the Right, right. Yeah, yeah. See. Alright, so a better conversation, what's the worst?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, it. Right, so we're discounting I mean. the obvious worst sitcoms that are uh, Two and a Half Men
0: oh,
1: and uh, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, mm-hmm. Worst... They're the worst fucking... That they're purges on this earth. Yeah, they're, they're purges I'm, on this earth. They're wow. fucking terrible. I'm
2: excited about that. I like the Big Bang
1: Theory. Oh, Bazinga.
2: Uh,
4: <laughs> m- did you? I,
1: th- I think the Big Bang Theory... Um, what was that? What did you
0: say? see... I enjoyed quite it's
1: a bit shit. of the big Bang yeah, theory. Mrs. Shit. This is why we live together. I did. Uh, <laughs> um, the big Bang uh, all right, I'm gonna hot take. Are you ready for that? Bye. Last summer was the summer of no hot takes. So we're back. We're <laughs> hot the barbecues on. Uh the Big Bang Theory is responsible um for one of the biggest desecrations of um, social subculture that I've ever seen in my life. I think it's the end. Big Bang Theory is the death of nerd culture.
4: Big Big Bang Theory made nerd culture not fun anymore. I mean,
1: Yes. Yeah. Ugh!
4: I'm a goofball!
1: But, like, in a weird way, I see that 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 as a turning point because "Ah." (laughs) it made wearing (laughs) Green Lantern t shirts acceptable. Which just should have never been the case. (laughs) I
2: agree with
1: that. Um, And that's not because Green Lantern shit, it's because it's just like. Um. Uh-huh. I think it gave that sense of community a jig right. in the wrong
2: The As someone who's like heavily in the nerd the community, I can say that Big the Bang Theory made gatekeeping so much worse.
1: Yeah, which is what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm.
2: But like, what I mean by that is something I noticed at least, I don't know if it's political, but like growing up in like, a couple of subcultures. Yes. Like, nerdy stuff, alternative stuff. Um, you get like neckbeard dude bros coming up to you whilst you're wearing, I don't know, a Metallica t-shirt. They go, <laughs> name three songs. And like you get the same exact right. by neckbeard dude bros in nerd culture. And I noticed it as a D&D streamer because I'm a woman, I'm not get feminism.
1: And no, feminist get, of please the up again.
2: but like right. it's like, oh my god, um do you know the um uh, second rule on page three hundred and twenty four of the DM guy that I'm like do you think I've got time to Yeah. I'm busy having fun at it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just laugh at that fucking douchebag and say no. <laughs> no.
2: Big Bang Theory, like, popularizing nerd culture definitely makes that work.
1: Yes, because uh, because everyone's an expert, right? Like,
2: right.
1: And I'm, like, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on anything. You know, about it, but, like, come
4: on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, sorry. Oh,
0: can can I give a a couple? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deep because I know that I haven't given my favorite sitcom, but also I have a controversial least favorite. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, So digging deep into the a weird sitcom.
1: Yo. I never
0: saw
4: my it to the end girl. and I fucking loved it. Hey I crab man.
0: fucking love that show and I forget about yo. it and, and then I come and back to it. I'm like, why did not I not to be like continue to watch this over but, and over
1: again? Oh my Jason Lee oh, is a scientist, so which like tarnishes that for me. I'm sorry.
3: Oh. I'm sorry to our many Scientologist
1: <laughs> listeners out there. Um, we'll, we'll still take your funding. And merchandise is available at linktr.ee <laughs> forward slash ginger talks. Uh, you'll find a donate to L. Ron Hubbard button. Oh, I page. know. Thank you.
4: Oh, yeah. It's- <laughs> Well, and like, My Name is Earl was one of
0: those ones that was just like a sleeper for me. And I got older and I watched it more. And I was no, like,
1: it's, it's dog shit. That, it's I really so enjoyed it. It's dog shit. It's awful. But
0: one that it's I cannot friend stand, friend which way. people
1: um, have revolted I, I, on I, me I, for. It's
4: not. And funny. they will continue to revolt on me for. How I Met Your Mother. Like. The, like it's it's one of
0: those shows like and there's some phenomenal actors, there's some great talent in that show, but holy fuck dude.
1: Yeah, like I, I, everybody rants and I think raves the, and rants the, the, and raves rants and rants and raves.
0: And it gets uh, a also, also
1: though believe but I the, can't
0: sit through
1: the cultural capital of A full uh, fucking how episode of it because it be makes raining.
0: me want to jump out of my second story window.
1: And um, just people people are not talking about that show like they used to. Uh I I will say this. I remember going to people's houses when I was maybe my late teens and going over and they would put how I met yeah. your mother on the television and make me sit and watch it for an hour and a half because they're like, just keep watching, you're going to get it, dude. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's scum. It's, it's complete scum. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris, is, I, I love Neil Patrick Harris, and I love him in so many things. Uh, controversially love him in the, the latest Matrix film. But in, in How I Met Your Mother, Neil Patrick Harris makes Kevin James Look like Peter O'Toole.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, when it comes to how me and Mother, I feel like there's like
2: good moments, but that's all they are they moments. And even then, we're, we're, we're playing fast and loose. Yeah, I love the yeah. I love the Robin Sparkles thing. Cause it's I, quite funny. I, I can't, man.
3: Sorry,
2: and um, that's about it. And they, they were in good storylines that they had going.
4: Like, obliterate it, though. Yeah, which nobody wants, man. You want to strip
1: mine playing Minecraft? Right. So, you'll get more out of I it. mean... Okay, have you seen the drop in sun?
0: This. Of- I feel like you have to wade through a mountain of shit to
1: find We're not in your it. era here. What? So, what's happening in your era?
2: TV show wise, oh god.
1: How I Met Your Mother.
2: But uh, also came out. Yeah, a bit before I was in the kind of age to be watching that kind of stuff. As well,
1: right, right. So if I sing this song to you right now, do you know what I'm talking about? As like, I'm getting weary, I was getting tired. Go ahead in traffic. On the greens brows now, I just wanted an excuse to sing the King of Points.
4: Uh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: no, but now that you said the name of the show. Um I remember I have when I was having really bad insomnia. No, that's that's uh, I I would have Comedy Central on the. time. <laughs> Um, yes, see, I, I watched to King of Queens a lot uh, so I don't have that would come on eventually <laughs> at some point but then I, w- I would see parts of it and just wasn't a fan
1: sitcom talk this is the most in depth I think we've gone on the
2: So sitcoms that I kind of remember and would have like been around the time that I would watch would be like Grubs
4: Okay. Uh, I've never
2: been a big sitcom person.
1: No. And, or actually, as time's gone on, the power of the sitcom has waned. Um, what
4: am I saying? The... Scrub-
0: okay,
4: scr- yeah. Scrubs. Okay, yeah. Scrubs is also high up on the list for me. Scrubs. Um... I used to love scrubs, and then I actually, I don't know, scrubs kind of fell out of favour for me a little bit. Okay. I... Scrubs, like, it's one of those ones that I'll go back and revisit from time
0: to time. But, like, Scrubs was also I don't think it's, um, around the same algorithm. time that I was but, watching um, more <laughs> of, like, that um, show. I'm just a, like, I'm a contrarian
1: I, I algorithm, get, don't worry I about get it. Weird and, um, strides. Ginger's mom
0: in tv i never watched modern family no, yeah. mom, i've never
1: watched modern mom family enjoys watched, you know, two and a half men and wait. the big
0: bang theory mom you if just, you ever hear this okay
1: yes okay yes
4: yeah
1: i see yeah you you Guys need that a little bit more than us, so I understand that
0: I, I've heard <laughs> no, I'm things joking. about That's it. It's
1: so terrible. I've um, never
0: seen it. Uh, and I also feel like
1: no, no, no. I don't. We don't, don't have that at all, really. The representation in a, in a positive way. Actually, I think that especially here in the states. Oh, we we're going to get into like,
2: the politics. So awesome.
1: Well, we don't have to, but um, are the states the states does it better. In terms of
2: like
1: representation in media. Yeah. Uh, representation in it, media, mm, we're well, terrible actually. Well. <laughs> we're okay, we're getting better, but I think the States are better. It, Let's not forget like yes. we had Oh, we had Pete Burns and the States and had RuPaul. And you know, RuPaul uh, I understand there's someone screaming <laughs> at the podcast at me right now but RuPaul, I, I love RuPaul. See, RuPaul did good things in the fact that you
2: know he once famously said that drag would never be mainstream, and, well, we've got to tell. He was very mainstream. However, he, he's done some really horrendous things through representation as well. But he only ever really, let's be honest, puts forward one type of drag.
4: Mm-hmm. And then
2: he said what he said about trans people in drag. Right. And how he would never have a trans a, a transition trans woman on drag race because oh yes. Because the Olympics of drag and that would technically be choosing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like yes he's done good things and that's fantastic, but he's also harmful yeah. ideology.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean RuPaul has done great
0: things for helping further queer culture in the eyes of people. And and that's a big thing. But RuPaul has also like made things Worse in certain sections yeah. of drag culture because they don't, you Even know, it's, it's, not, so it's not uh, doing
1: anything. You know, ex- this one is shy certain to any kinds club of kids considered either. Valid.
0: It's not... It's less um,
1: about. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going like, to, hey, you guys you saw first, really because I am in no way qualified to speak on the voices of anyone drag queen. feeling this who, way. So, can please be close like, to passing. Yeah. I don't expect anything from me. I don't want to say anything. <laughs>
4: Well, and but that is, for me, is a because even me as
0: someone who's who's not who's part of the LGBTQIA+ community, I still don't speak on behalf of which uh, trans, a misconception post, I had to clear up to today. Try to uplift the voices of gay men yep. on topics that. Involving them, to I mean, AIDS in the 80s for Christ's Christ per- sake! I just <laughs> wrapped a fundraiser um, on and HIV and AIDS, 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 AIDS research, AIDS and I literally AIDS. addressed that alphabet it's not mafia. just gay men uh, who can have HIV and AIDS. I was just
2: saying, um, like, and that that com- kind of comes down to kind of what media perpetrated during the 80s to AIDS crisis, really. Um, and I just wanted to point out that I too am part of the Alphabet
4: Mafia. Um, as is my partner, who, who is a trans woman. So, to let you, it be known? Breaking us so a little bit all kitty. I do think I was stepping on their toes or
2: anything. to be that person, the monarchy is very interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh, but it was so simple.
2: I said, uh, not to be that person, but the, the monarchy is very much part of the reason the big clusters and
4: what we do No Sorry, say again. I uh, uh, I dance very delicately honestly,
0: around that, especially on you know, social media, because um, I got called T- a racist come
1: on. and I mean, honestly, a piece of white trash by, by someone saying on Twitter, uh, about the queen, you on need
0: Twitter for retweeting a friend's uh, statement about. I get it, the Queen wasn't the best person, but let the people who want to grieve grieve.
1: Who does the Queen? Who does the queen think she is? So... Is she the vamps all of a sudden? You remember, like... You know, <laughs> the, you know, like, when you say something about Britney Spears, and all her fans come out. Like, who who gives? Like, I... Yeah, you're right. Let them grieve. Dude,
0: who? I got why? attacked
1: hard. I'm going to stop talking.
0: And I was like,
1: it's, it, bro, it's does not anyone even care my what tweet. Anyone
0: else what think? the fuck are you jumping on my dick
4: for? Like, I... Oh.
1: Can, we, can we can we just say as well, like um, this is the, this is the biggest in my in my opinion the biggest bane social media gives us it is fucking the
0: fact like...
1: that we can say. Or it was
0: one of those things where I was we, like, we have to
1: rethink everything's and whatever, man. World. I'm just gonna
0: like be Lying over here on my corner of the internet. You enjoy being wrong okay. over there. I know I'm the guest here. <laughs> like, <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> the global... <laughs> uh,
2: I gotta oh, I gotta okay. ask because especially both of these faces and Tumblr's more so back in the day, but TikTok is quickly becoming the new Tumblr. A chronically online take, you know, the people that don't leave their house or shower. Um, and they're just like, like really bad, like chronically online yeah. takes, like they need to go back and touch some brass. Like, do people have like favorites? Because mine is <laughs> that if you have a large height difference in a relationship, uh, that you are, um, pedo based in. What? Yeah there is a literally it's a chronic it's a it's quite a famous chronically my take that if you are a tall um mm-hmm. person who identifies as male and you are dating a short person that identifies as female you are a closeted people.
1: Yeah, yeah can I just say this is this is proof that like the internet is an inherent evil and I get the um kind of irony that we're here talking about uh, all this stuff like I am about to say like you know and literally this is a message to anyone listening to us at the moment is that like don't fucking take anything that we're saying seriously in any way shape or form I'm not here in fact I don't know how I ended up in this conversation Um, but don't don't, (laughs) don't take anything we're saying seriously Because uh, like people thinking that they need to to be taken so seriously is how you end up with this bullshit, man. And everyone thinks what they're saying is uh, super important. It's it's really not. And
4: I don't know. Like, thank you. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm a throw this out there and then I, I'm ready
0: to just drop it and fucking move on. Uh Nobody on the internet is perfect. Nobody on the internet is showing you the true 100% version of themselves. No one on the internet um, is a perfect fucking being alt kitty kind of knows where i'm uh, like she said probably this? Said can guess where this is coming from and this is going
1: i'm such a b- when you get I'm caught with your pants a, down I'm so go, you know what, what the yep, hell are you
0: this is my ass i'm gonna make a change i may be gone for a while deuces it's the internet it's not that fucking serious until you make it that serious. Hey,
1: right. Yo, uh...
0: It's, it's, it's the internet. Go to Those two some words
1: together, raps. by the way, they just should not exist. Twitch drama.
2: It's, oh uh, my god. Twitch Twitter is, like, the... I... most... I guess... The most, like, thoughts in dude, so... Uh,
1: I, Twitch you drama... Know,
0: that people keep trying to suck me into. Do you into, know what the most
1: toxic space in the world is? Which
0: is all then just internet drama. No.
1: Where, whatever fucking factory they're making crime in. I know. Do you know what, do you know what, like, um, I, I'm worried that somewhere in a landfill there's a bunch of seagulls that have, like, contracted some kind of, like, Tension deficit problem from drinking prime. I, I genuinely think it's the. I genuinely think it's the devil. I genuinely think it's the devil. People are, people are, and and maybe I'm just old, but like we <laughs> used to trample each other for Cabbage Patch Kids, but now they do it for. You're just mad. Case I didn't show anything. up with a
0: case of it outside. Your, outside your house. This is
1: well. This is well uh, documented. Uh, over. Oh, that happened. At, yeah, that happened there, and um, <laughs> they were they were selling they were selling for a bottle. I, yeah. yeah, come off it.
2: It makes no sense. I don't understand. But it has been
4: weird recently. Uh huh. Dude, they don't do that shit here. I know that's happening over there like crazy. Isn't it what? All these stores? What the fuck?
2: I've ended, ended up at, kind of all like, of it's been wild, not and so I basically like, like in the middle of it all, but like watching it my all. My Twitter presence
0: has been different because lately. I like not I necessarily I, friends with most,
2: the Streamer, but like I have occasional you know, live tweets or the occasional like thing. Like some but I, I just don't, like,
0: mm-mm.
3: I don't. I tweet Christ. more about <laughs>
0: how I'm scaring the normies,
4: and that's fun. But. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that's actually how I found out about the rumblings of it all.
0: Was seeing your interactions. You
1: know, and, there. Y- you know, isn't that and just the, the no, final no, no, no. screech of the because planet? The thing
0: uh, is the people towards the that people that are involved
1: right are the there. same people. I'm just playing Minecraft. That
0: <laughs> associates of mine in the streaming space look up to and idolize, and they're watching their idols burn. And I'm sitting back going, man, I wish I could light a cigarette off of all these fucking flames, because karma's a bitch. But I'm just watching Uh, the world burn, and I'm playing Hunt Showdown, and Minecraft. I'm glad. I'd really
1: like to join at some point, but I've got an issue.
2: You're a laptop. No,
1: no, no. My PS4 account is linked to a Microsoft account. I can't remember which one it is. And that, that you can't unlink. Dude, you can't unlink a CS4 Minecraft account. The Minecraft the
0: community Minecraft software. server. It's you the biggest you load of bullshit.
1: So I then, have the server details like, and when the
0: community being always like, when I
1: can, okay, so actually win, though.
4: Uh has brought us so much great content. So thank you. <laughs> oh?
1: Uh, Oh no! That's the great thing about Minecraft Server is... It's... I... I preform it. Like, yes!
4: Oh. Hell yeah. Because it... People actually asked, um... And it's... It's fantastic because they're...
0: Like, I can open the server hosting, like, software and log in and see who's online anytime. And right now, I
4: can see that Toast is on. Might be. Yeah. There's someone on
0: almost Um, all of the ah. time.
2: One day, fact that one day, anybody we'll can
0: be in the voice chat. That you realize it my idea, and not? And never. If they, be in oh, voice, they can be. If they in. Don't they? Don't. If people are streaming, people respect it. Like there's great fucking moments that have come out of it, and just so much laughter. And people who are normally just viewers are now involved in stuff. We heard star in voice chat for the first time since joining the the Respective communities, yeah, the, the landscape's very in a Minecraft way. stream.
1: Uh, you know, isn't it nice to know that here it is as a constant through all that chaos? Here we are. <laughs> um, talking about god knows what, really. I mean, like, <laughs> think about the. I, I'm trying to track the conversation that is
0: all. Right. I mean, not it's
1: impossible.
0: people are absolutely um, loving it mostly so because just...
1: about I think about half of it I've not fully understood. A
0: we're having a good time,
1: um, but like, yeah, I don't really know. Things uh, th- are it's, moving it's great to have too change in and experts on the part about so... something which I've, I'm such a, uh, this is the thing about like where uh, the position I'm at now is that I, I feel like mm-hmm. I have become an adult.
4: And, yeah. I, I,
1: um, I don't know how to word this. Like, like it's not in in like a, in like a way where um, <laughs> I haven't consumed that kind of media in so long that I. How am I meant to like join in in this conversation without sounding like like an old man yelling at a cloud? And there's a few times I've had to like take my take a step back and realise that I am that person. I think being a t- being a teacher day in day out doesn't help. Because because like a teacher is like um like a <laughs> like a half a cop. So maybe I'm becoming a cop. Officer druid.
4: Woo, 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 woo
1: Officer Druid's here. The police. Hey, I don't understand that prime. Transition. Hey, I tell you what, I'll calm you down, streamer man. How about you try one of these wonderful Marlboro cigarettes?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey. Hey, but you heard all the people that are doing it I'm free
4: really it never goes away no. <laughs>
1: Oh, but can I just say this? You you know what's crazy is it's been almost
0: a full year since my last nicotine. (laughs) Hit. Fix. Any of it.
4: Vape. Everything. By the time this comes out, it'll probably have been a year. Listen. I've had the urge to have a cigarette so
0: bad the last few weeks. (laughs) yeah dude it's just like I've been doing so good and then all of a
4: sudden I'm just like you know a cigarette sounds really fucking good right now
0: (sighs) oh that's
1: insane
4: I so I had
0: the day I paid off my car I bought a celebratory cigarello and I I was like, I know, I know this is dumb, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it for, um, me. and it was partially to calm my nerves, injury. because me, that I was don't a, big what
1: a healthy step, um, that
0: had been 70. a piece of debt that had weighed like, kind of like on me for a while,
2: for and so I smoked eating. half of it on the
0: 70. way to the bank.
2: I paid off the car better, and I went and I smoked so the rest of it athletes on the, on the way home. And 50. my heart rate didn't drop Try below 100 beats per minute for about we, six hours. Should
1: we have a contest? Let's so see, has the bet? Um, well,
2: it's not me, my resting heart rate's at that.
1: A- 100. What?
0: And my heart yeah. rate sits Wait,
1: uh, right, uh,
0: resting at about oh, I'm gonna count 65 background. to 70 beats and per minute. You're and I was laying down, okay. In I'm bed. gonna
1: take my heart rate like <laughs> live on the Live on the podcast. Let's see how healthy I am. Right. right. Put it on. Oh, so it the, your watch will tell me. So I think it might be rather high because I uh, um.
2: You have had alcohol.
1: I've had alcohol and a whole Chinese takeout. Like I ate it like like it was a large Papa John's pizza. Um. <laughs> but I think it's going to run. It's high because I'm excited to be on the Ginger Talks podcast with family and friends. Mrs. knowledge has gone to bed, so maybe it will
4: go. It will literally...
1: it'll go, it'll go down a bit because she's. I literally love it. Whoa, one hundred seven.
2: Oh shit! One hundred
1: nine.
2: Yeah, the more you look at it, the higher it's going to go because you start thinking about it.
1: One twelve. Oh my god. Okay. Sixteen. What the fuck? Get this thing off it. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, well, I no one told me that the <laughs> Apple Watch is actually just like.
0: I mean, my heart rate's
1: a little Thanos right now. Tamagotchi. Uh,
2: like... <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> my, mine used to sit yeah, around you. know. 75. Um, but then a few months ago, I got diagnosed with ADHD, put on ADHD <laughs> meds, which, you know, the way they medicate uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Is by making me microdose meth. Yeah. Uh, my heart. The rate more you look, the higher it gets because you're thinking about, about it. Which well, I was in, <laughs> world, um, in September and I was working. I was working around, and at one point, I'm just walking. My heart rate that's like 160 something, <laughs> and I got an alert on my Apple Watch that like, like you may be going into cardiac arrest, and I was like, no, no. Not a-
1: Messed up in the brain. Yeah, no, no, Mickey just signed mm. my autograph. Actually, uh, it's... Yeah, you, hey, bitch, you yeah. dying? Imagine the no. That's the Apple Watch. This,
2: this is an Apple Watch. So if the Apple Watch really Six, I think. That can me- measure your oxygen levels.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to know.
4: I don't want to know.
2: I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know why this is spiral. My thoughts. I just thought it was twenty-three and Me tests ago. What's that? What's that?
1: Twenty-three
2: and Me. So it's like. Basically, DNA test, it tells you about your heritage and like, your like genetic percentage of, of regions. Um, and then there's a place called Genome Link, which goes into further depth. Um, and I'm very white, which is no surprise. <laughs> uh, very star- More Irish than Scottish, but obviously more Scottish than English. But I'm also Balkan, which is, like, Greek.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Uh, Japanese. And Native American. What? what?
1: Yeah. Wow, wow, I wow.
2: It's I like, work? It's, like, 0.1%. Basically, with 23 and Me, you literally... So you get the kit come out, um, and you spit. You put a lot of spit into a little sort of thing. and You send that off, and they analyze it. And then with genome to do it with genome, like you just link the Play3Me account, and they like upload their raw data, and they go through it. Because they have more of a thorough database. Very mm. interesting. Yeah, and what Native American. Not that I would ever claim to be Native American. But <laughs> somewhere in that lineage, that happened.
1: I don't claim to be Native American, but I am a Navajo. Am I right? And uh, no, I'm sorry, no, but sorry. That's probably offensive, but, um, do you know, I heard that Logan Paul did, uh, one of those tests, right? He did one of those 23andMe tests and then it came back and it was just E numbers. And that's how they
2: came <laughs> up with the idea of
1: And then they just, like, it was a transfusion and that's how they made Prime. Like, some kind of, like, um,
4: like, taurine infused Dracula. Oh
1: God. numbers, and then like he went to like sperm bank, and that's how H three H three was created. <laughs> they used to be so good, but it, it's the biggest heartbreak ever. On YouTube. but anyway, we're not talking about. I hate you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Don't know why I brought it up. Wait, so the it's funny. So we're seeing the, the it's a quarter. So we we share a quarter DNA. So what I what I have that you don't have is the the uh Judaism.
2: Yeah, so that I didn't For me it's Northwestern European, Balkan, Iberian, Italian, Eastern European, Near East, Libyan, Scandinavian, Native peoples of North America. I thought it was point one as well, 0.3. Oh. Maritime East Asia, uh, specifically Japan, North Africa, and then other European. Hmm. Mm. I don't know how managed
1: like, to here. here yeah. we are. And after all that ethnic and cultural diversity, mm-hmm. here we are talking about Twitch streams.
2: <laughs> I will never say anything if No about. no
1: no no we we let's say. be honest, we are operating in such a wise way. Oh no. And That's I don't true. want it to be that way.
4: But Jesus Christ. Uh
1: Thank, let's thank Sheldon Cooper for that. Actually,
2: I know we, we, we shat, kind of shat on Big Bang Theory earlier, but
1: mm?
2: as someone who has recently discovered that they are autistic, I what did you forget that
1: they're autistic in the show?
2: Yeah, Sheldon's yeah. autistic, but it's not spoken yeah. about.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah,
2: it yeah, but that exists.
1: Well, yeah. No, I'm
2: saying I recently found that I was autistic. Oh, oh, sure. oh
1: okay. sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry.
2: Yeah, completely
1: misinterpreted that.
2: Yeah, um, speaking with someone who has recently been diagnosed with autism. I I'm kind of glad that I had Shelvin Cooper way before I was diagnosed because yeah, he's annoying and he doesn't really understand other people. But I'm kind of glad to have had that. Because it has sort of normalised autism in a way. Because even though they never said it, we all know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, you say that. You see, so I would have took it from a different angle. I thought they were almost they were proving that it was funny, but like he was maybe the butt of the joke. That's how I saw it. But to hear it from you, like I can't question that. I'm not trying to devalue that.
2: I definitely think you was part of the joke in the beginning. But I think as the seasons went on,
1: right? Yeah, fell out of it very, uh, very much so.
4: My argument, my counter argument to that, is uh, a little guy called Sherlock Holmes.
2: Well, Sherlock Holmes canonically has sociopathic disorder. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, sorry, not sociopathic oh. disorder. Antisocial
1: no. Okay,
2: well, that's fine um, And the only reason I know that Is because I used to watch BBC One's show up With Benedict from The Batch And
1: wow. Arthur
2: Freeman mm-hmm.
1: Well, Again, here, we here, here lies the problem Of the canonical evidence, I would say <laughs> Maybe Sherlock
4: Holmes aligns more with ADHD in a lot of ways has a lot of cap open in the brain. Yeah. Um I will say this, like
1: look, it's not my place to say. Uh never been checked up for anything. But not diagnosed with anything. So not my space to say. But I Sheldon could if he gave you that I cannot shelter. So, so Well
0: I mean right. it's like
4: I think that's all I got to say. There's. I watched. uh, God.
0: It's been almost a decade now. But I watched Silver Lining's Playbook ages ago. And it did a really good job of showcasing for the average person what fucking bipolar and hypermania and severe depressive swings are
4: like. Like I get it. Like having, like, it comes back to that representation thing. Um, you know they don't. There's
0: there's been huge strides in at least here that like women can have autism and ADHD. It's not just a male problem. Not just a male diagnosis. Not just a male disorder. And like seeing. Is seeing so like what ADHD looks like in women, I'm like, yo, motherfucker, why do I feel, what, why, why, why do I feel like I understand this? And then I learn their coping mechanisms, and now I'm a somewhat functional, uh
4: pseudo successful adult.
0: <laughs> so like, I get it. I'm glad that you had Sheldon to like help you with that.
1: But it might feel bad being honest, but I just no. don't think it's funny. <laughs> it's, <laughs>
2: Listen no. the thing, like the funniness is subjective. Um and I totally miss that. For me, Big Bang Theory. Um I've what I've been bang theory for far longer than I've been I've diagnosed person had a diagnosis mm-hmm. autism. I literally got that August twenty twenty two. And as of recording this were in January twenty twenty three. So I've not been diagnosed that long. But, and I've been watching Van Theory for a lot, a much longer time. Early season Sheldon, he just comes off as like this narcissistic, annoying asshole. Yeah.
4: But yeah. it's
2: it's literally if we would say like the last three, four seasons, where I really, it really kind of like comes through. It's like oh, they're trying to create autism. That's where I'm kind of like oh, okay. Yeah um but I, I will say that adhd is in women and autism in women is so absolutely underdiagnosed oh, oh,
1: well 100% but, uh, and as someone that works in a school as someone that is spearheading like a program to change that exact problem uh, what we'll say is that is 100 you know one hundred percent, it presents more aggressively or disruptively
3: mm-hmm.
1: in in men. It, it, it does, and and I'm sorry if and, and I'm not saying that's all cases, but it becomes apparent sooner and it, in a way that is more disruptive. In that, uh, women, for whatever reason, are less likely to be.
4: Non-verbal, okay? mm. and have that kind of and and
1: I will argue this. Actually, I don't think it's a degree necessarily of the condition, but I think it's a degree of social condition.
2: I, I would mm. say, as someone who is diagnosed with both autism, and ADHD, and identifies as a woman, um. It's, I, I feel it's absolutely societal because I look at the kids that I grew up with in school that were diagnosed with ADHD, and were diagnosed with autism as autism, as autistic, um, when I was like saying primary school here um, here in this area, um, and the reason that they were diagnosed was because they were so much their presentation of these 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 things were so much more outward. Whereas mm. mine was completely internal. My psychiatrist picked up within two seconds of seeing me that I was autistic. Um, mm. and that was because she saw my shelf of war things and D things behind me. Um because apparently autistic <laughs> people gravitate to those things. No shit. Sure, yeah. uh, but she said that the reason it's. She said to me that the reason it's not picked up is because women are so conditioned from the moment you are kind of like born that everything you think, everything you say, everything you do is going to be wrong because that's what we are taught as women. Sorry to get. Up. Um, yeah. And that's what internalizes those things for us. I was never a kid that misbehaved, but I was the gay dreamer. I missed the one that was, like, really, really smart, but didn't really contribute or didn't really do a lot. And, like, I could literally find my school reports and they would say those exact same things. They would say that I was a that I didn't talk, that I didn't participate, that I was really, really smart. And, and that is such a common indicator for women with those disorders, as you were the gifted kid. you were the quiet kid. you were really, really smart, but you didn't talk a lot. Or you daydream a lot. That's how it really presents in women because we are so, it's so ingrained in us to internalize our thoughts and our feelings because if we express them outward, they're aggressive, they're wrong, those sorts of things. Yeah, it absolutely is a societal thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, because in teaching like after school and dealing with just after school, any of these kids that, You know, if it's functional for them to be medicated, their meds have worn off by this point. And I got hit by a kid, like physically struck. And it was a little girl who I believe was somewhat neurodivergent or might, not a doctor, can't diagnose, but showing signs of neurodivergency or potential attention issues. It like... I was hit by a kid. I'm not going to take it out on the kid. There's obviously a behavioral thing that's caused that. I'm going to just be chill and handle the situation. But then when my little boys are getting frustrated and they're acting out and they're throwing their, their magic tricks, I whip out the fidget toy from my book bag. And I'm like, hey, let's sit here and I want you to play with this if you want take some big, deep breaths, calm down, and we'll talk about your feelings. And all the teachers are like, thank fuck. And I'm like, listen, it's not that hard to take some consideration for a kid. Like, but girls are conditioned to keep all that shit
4: calm down. This is uh."
1: You know, we started to speak, think about the breadth of time in which art and culture and media have existed, and let's go back to say the ancient Greeks, the birth of civilization as we know it, mm-hmm. and we look at uh, this was dominated by men. Uh, these spaces were dominated by men until. So we're going back to 2,500 BC at least uh, for the likes of Euripides and um, Aristotle, mm-hmm. who you know formed our basis of understanding of criticism of things in the world around us. And these spaces and this idea of criticism men, uh, being able to speak about things was dominated by men until, actually let's be honest, maybe the 19th century when you think about the scope of history in that time, we've come on leaps and bounds in maybe the last 100 years, more so than the previous 1,000 directors. but the space of feminine thought in in a serious critical perspective has only existed for the last 200 years, in the last 2,500 of this like, years of discourse
0: right?
1: which, when we do the math half of the world's population is only accounted for in 10% of historical critical discourse so there is much yet That we don't understand about, like, perspectives of people that are known as other, if we look at it that way. And that to me, and I thought about it, I thought this statistic the other day, that to me is a, uh, a stat that absolutely terrifies me because actually exploration of the known world and lived experience has only been half covered. For ninety percent of the time that we have been writing tomes that have uh, covered experiential details of the human race, which shows that we know nothing of what it is to be in these like situations. Mm-hmm. We only know the perspective of, view, of of the privileged view, and that's not to say that those with those voices didn't give us so much. Isn't that shocking? And I came to that realisation
4: the other day and I was like, what? Absolutely. For me personally. I think we've... And I'm not saying this to
2: discriminate against anyone's religion. Um, My best friend is Christian. I respect Christianity. But I do think Christianity has had a massive part to play in putting women in a second-class position because if we go back, I, I say this as a raging pagan, by the way. Um,
1: <laughs> Burner at the stake.
2: <laughs> people, I have had people threaten to
1: stone me before. Hey, I'll get stoned in a day.
2: I think we've gone because when Christianity kind of like the thing only about 2,000 years ago, we went from a very matriarchal society to a very patriarchal society, because women were, I mean, in some cultures, women were so absolutely revered as, like, these like of places of power, especially like, in, like, Norse culture, women were very revered and respected as warriors, whereas Christianity came into place, and it was very much a way, but, I mean, And and that was kind of like when our patriarchal society, I think, became the mainstream more than anything. Um, Again, I absolutely, I just want to say, people can believe whatever they wish to believe, um, as long as your opinions aren't affecting other people's lives. I'm totally chill with that. Um, I respect other people's beliefs. Um, I know Christianity is what you feel. And if that's what you vibe with, then that's absolutely, Mm -hmm. I I love that for you. Um, But I do think it's had a massive part to play in where we are at. I
1: I agree with you, but disagree on Christianity being the starting point for it. And I will say why Christianity is born out of many different doctrines. Mm -hmm. And I actually would argue that patriarchy. Has been a dominating force, and I understand that female voices have spoken out. And the irony is not lost on me of man's finding it, which is not what I want to do. Uh, uh, G- Judaism is the same, uh, in many world religions do the same, mm. and
4: uh, hey. Uh, um,
1: if you want to believe in any of these doctrines, then feel free. But no, actually, I respect your right to believe it, but I don't necessarily respect your beliefs if it's harmful to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, I reserve your right to believe what you want to believe, but actually, I don't don't necessarily respect beliefs. Mm -hmm. I will say that uh, and any fire that wants to come at me, I, 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 I think I'm over it now. I'm too old. And I'm too withered and too decrepit, and I just want to say, like, uh, I bow to only one religious lord in this world, and that is whoever played the bass line at the beginning of Seinfeld. bow, bam, bam, bam. Because Irrespective of gender, race, read, religion, or creed, the Seinfeld baseline slaps
4: beyond belief. There's a hill to die of. Live and die by your passions, not by... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop, because I'm going to say
1: something that's going to offend someone. I like... I, I, Be excellent to everybody and party on, dude. (laughs) That's all I think. Well,
0: let's hit these guest questions and then let you two
4: (laughs) be free. So a lot of them
0: have to do with uh, D&D. So just be forewarned. Uh, I'm going to get the big one out of the way that's been in at time of recording in the news lately. And I know there was an update uh, today. Um, So Alt Kitty, what have been your thoughts on Wizards of the Coast's recent decision to update and change its OGL?
4: So the
2: OGL and their update, or the the leaked update specifically if we're we're talking about it, is controversial Um, what they were trying to do I get it but I also think that they're fucking themselves over people are perpetuating misconceptions as well Um, people are talking about how it's going to affect streamers and it's going to affect cosplayers and all this sort of thing and it's absolutely not because those kinds of things are protected under fair use um, and they can fight their use like, WotC and Hasbro can fight their use. However, mm, I don't really think that it's really going to. That would really be a problem. Where the problem will be will be like third third-party publishers like Pathfinder and those who like Hitpoint Press who put out this D and D related content. However, they have since come back and rescinded that completely, which has just been because so many people have been cancelling the V&D beyond subscriptions. Mm
3: -hmm. My
2: personal opinion when the OGL leak came out was this is really shitty, but this sounds like it's coming from Hasbro and not
4: Um Because... Wizards of the Coast have done questionable things,
2: um, things I don't agree with. But Hasbro, being such a massive parent company, I feel like this push has come from them, especially with Wizards of the Coast now branching into film industry with the new Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out. Yeah, um, I get that they need to protect into like, intellectual property from other big companies, which I agree with, but they shouldn't shit on their community and they in the same breath, you
4: know? Right. I think I think that's really my opinion on it. I mean I from so to to
0: kind of lump in Drew it a little bit, what the leak was is that wizards of the coast who owns like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering and stuff D and D, if you were doing like a a homebrew campaign or like a spinoff of some kind using Wizards of the D and D related stuff, if you made more than a quarter of a million dollars, they were going to charge you or take a larger cut of your revenue. To and was like it uh, was a big increase. My big thing is. There are so few people that make over $50,000 a year and the people that do make the quarter of a million plus are big, big, big groups who can afford as someone who is in (laughs) business and knows all the raw numbers of business and content creation and stuff, if you are smart. Paying that fee isn't shouldn't break your bank, but also Wizards should not be gouging, and in, in essence, Hasbro should not be gouging everybody involved in any of their IPs. Reprinting limited runs of Magic the Gathering cards that are selling for thousands for a single card. Fucking market values, uh, promising things and never delivering, uh, cutting out small comic shops. Wizards is, like, shit in the bed. And I think it it really, I do think it comes from Hasbro. But, god damn. (laughs) But they did walk back the leak, though, today.
2: I think you said, right? I was in the car on the way here when they, they sent out a statement saying that this was never what we wanted, we wanted fan feedback more community feedback and stuff um, and we see that we can't do what we want to do whilst also respecting our original ideologies and essentially what it was, was we want our money back, please subscribe to Team D Beyond again because mm-hmm. what they were trying to do was not only like, basically for people who don't know you have a lot of third-party publishers who who will publish like homebrew D and D content for money. Like they will put out these books and stuff and these modules for money that are meant for D and D and covered under the Open Game License. And Wizards of the Coast OGL leak that happened was that they were going to basically take that as their own and say that they. Owned it and completely rescind the old open game license in the same breath, which legally, I'm not sure they could have done in the first place. As someone who deals with the law on the on the, on the daily, like it's it's quite literally my job to deal with like legal cases. Mm. I'm not entirely sure that they could have done that legally in the first place to rescind the, the old OGL. But they were essentially trying to take. Fan-made um, content and own it, mm-hmm. and I think that was where a lot of the point of
4: contention came from. Yeah, um. I,
0: and I, I keep seeing the the critical role folks and people talking about critical role, enjoy critical role, do your thing. It's not mine. It, and I respect that, but Critical Role makes so much
2: fucking money. They already have an agreement with Wizards of the Coast anyway, right. so it's, it wouldn't have really affected them either. either. Neither would it have affected Dimension 20, which is the other big one that I'm aware of. Um, it was, I feel like a lot of people and a lot of content creators blew it off far out of proportion, and perpetuated myth- mistruths. However, I just want to say that BOG- BOGL leaks still absolutely sucked, but
4: there were still perpetuated mistruths. Yeah. Yeah. It, it shits... Well,
0: I'm already... I, I mean, I will admit it. I'm already really upset at wizards because because of the magic the gathering thing I mean I donated to a friend's collection cards worth thousands of dollars because I had no use for them anymore I could have sold them to him but he couldn't afford them and so I gave them to him and they are now worth half the value which tells me if he would have bought them from me, I would have felt so guilty because Wizards just made all of those cards value
4: cut in half. And I get it. Evil Lord Hasbro. But fuck, man. Like.
1: These, so- these decisions don't appear in the minds of the people that create uh, these outlets, right? Uh, it's a corporate thing but like if you're in a corporate situation you know there's that old parable of like it's a fool that builds his house on the sand and it's a smart man that uh, builds his house on the rocks but it's let's add on to that it's a more foolish man that like destroys the rocks his house are built on and when you've got a passionate community
4: like, at the centre of your business, why would you undermine that?
2: Yeah. And without the community, Wizards of the Coast will be absolutely nothing. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast relies on the community because they're the ones that are churning out, quite frankly, absolute shit at the minute. Uh, and I say this as a D and d streamer, I think this as an avid D&D player who loves Dungeons and Dragons. Which is of the coast content that they've put out in the past two years has been absolute dog shit. It's been rehashing of the of the same. They've all they've done really is like re-skin old things that they already had. Because they've got this new D one coming out and it's on the one hand I get it, but on the other hand, it just doesn't really compute in my brain, I think. Um, um. Somebody
0: actually asked somebody actually asked uh, Ronnie Tonic asked thoughts on D&D 6E and there was uh wait there's 6E now I thought there was 5E like I don't even I have 3.5 books I I said I'm not going to buy 4 4 is too different we're all playing 3.5 that was a decade ago
2: <laughs> what the f- I don't even know what's happening anymore <laughs> 100% clarify. so there's no such thing as 6E they're not 5.5 either, so what Wizards of the Coast, or see is some people that are bringing out is d 1, which what they've tried to do is address racism issues mm-hmm. that have always been prevalent in the past um, D&D content you know, saying that dark elves, tieflings are inherently evil in law, in canon D.D. law. Because why should they be? You know? Um, those are a couple those far, far more. And harmful stereotypes. So, I think it was with Casha's Cauldron of Everything that they brought out um, new ways of lineage. So instead of races having an automatic boost to charisma or to austerity or whatever race, you can pick the pluses that you get um, and D&D 1 is just kind of like further verifying that it's still 5e it's just the character creation system is going to be slightly different as it's not going to say that for example Kalash star get a plus 2 to charisma or wisdom I can't remember um, oh, okay. And halflings get a plus two to dexterity, you know? It's gotcha. It's more of just putting every single species rather than race, I think, as well, that we're doing on a level playing field. And nothing is inherently good, nothing is inherently evil. There's no inherent racism because that is an absolute trait in D&D. Like, high elves have always been seen as incredibly racist, anything not high elf. And they're just trying to eliminate that and stop having it as like a base product. Because let's be real, I say this in the DM. Um, if you need racism and stuff to make your world interesting, you're not a good writer. Yeah, yeah. I th- that's that's my two cents that. And that's clarification about 16. It does not exist. What. Well, 'Cause the one
0: of the responses was that it's coming in twenty twenty four. But some of the anticipated content is like, quote, out there, unquote. Still kinda hoping it'll be like 5e instead of a whole new edition. So I'm kind of curious what others have to say. So it's it's uh it's definitely an interesting um interesting thought. I mean, because I before They even put E's on their (laughs) editions. Like, I feel like I'm like, back in my day. uh, But, I mean, I literally still have my 3.5 books sitting on the bottom of my bookshelf. And...
4: Get the F!
0: (laughs) It, like... It felt like (laughs) things were simpler back then. And that's when Pathfinder was first starting to get big, and... I never made the jump to Pathfinder, so.
2: Well, I know we're saying when the OGL like got lead, it's like, oh, we're gonna move to Pathfinder, and I'm sitting there like, do you not realize that Pathfinder is gonna get absolutely massacred by this new O.G. Yeah, yeah, that's another that's another thing, but it just it just popped into my head. Yeah.
1: Such Uh, a good such a good answer to that question. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a com- no, no, it was a, just a comprehensive answer to that question.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I've got one for you. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
1: what happened when the gym broke, went ice skating in with the Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, I nice
2: started.
1: He slid into the dam.
0: Oh God. God damn it. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I figure we'll do this with a and D related question and then a non D and D related question, and we'll bounce back and forth, get through a few of these, and then whenever I, you guys are done, just can, tap.
1: Kind <laughs> of just say like uh, if if that's the format, I'm willing to go as long as possible to see when we run out, which kind of question we run out of first.
2: Uh.
0: Well, well, let's grab a a non-D&D related one. Uh, Andy,
4: Real Andy DeSeal, asks, a Dream Travel Destination?
2: I've already been to some really cool places. I've been able to go to Peru and got Machu Picchu. I've been to Venice already. Um... And I've been to Disney, Florida, which was kind of it. My dream travel thing was like Disney, Florida. So I guess next it would be Athens in Greece, which I'm actually going to think. Um, Yeah, so I guess
4: I would say Athens. Well, I dig it. That's it's cool. So mm-hmm. Travel
1: best night. Interesting. I would go everywhere given the opportunity. I would go to fucking Ukraine, but uh, I wouldn't actually. Well, we're going to India next year.
4: Oh,
0: shit.
1: That, that's been one that I wanted to go to for a while. I, uh, I want to go places actually that, you know that are a little bit more difficult. I want to go to somewhere that the world has rocked a little bit. Because I think it's important to... I want to do that because I would like to have some perspective, but realize that actually that ambition isn't really something that could ever come to fruition. But I have a general belief about humanity in that we don't decide what happens. There are... A group of people who decide what happens for
4: us, to go on the ground in somewhere where shit
1: has happened. I would like to affirm my belief that people in general want maybe three things, and I think that's to have food in their bellies, have good times, and people around them they care about. And I want to see if that is true of everywhere. Um,
4: also, would love to come to Iowa.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're always welcome, man.
4: It'll be I... long, a long time. <laughs> I would love to. I mean,
0: come to Iowa. <laughs> there's, I can show you so many things and we can get in a car and drive and see nothing for hours, it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what, what you don't understand is that, like, so uh, Mrs. Knowledge's um, brother uh, did, like, San Fran, he, he kind of did the, the West Coast, right? And <laughs> it's funny because, like, uh, every, like, truck driver's ideal, like, idea of hell is like going through these like uh, like kind of Midwest states where there's like nothing going on, but for them, it was uh, it was like, wow, we drove for six hours and there was nothing. And yeah, you, yeah. You realize it's all a matter of perspective, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, like. My boss loves, you know, cities and stuff, and she feels like she's trapped in Iowa. And I'm like, listen here. (laughs) You don't even know. (laughs) You, you don't, you grew up in a city of, you know, 350,000 people. You don't go to many, quote, cities that are, less than a thousand people. Like, I, you don't go there, you don't spend time there. Your graduating class was the size of my entire high school. Like, (laughs) she, she forgets that there's a, a world of, you know, rural America that's nothing and there's just cornfields or that there are places in this country where English is the second language.
1: <laughs> it's all a was, perspective thing, right? We can't imagine those spaces people that don't live in unless you go and see it.
0: Yeah. And we were in South Dakota for some shows. And it was like driving through a, the, the city we were in is a city that's like a recognizable name if you live in the Midwest. But it's the size of one of our small Iowa towns. And there's not a coffee shop. There's not a Starbucks. There is a Subway sandwich shop. <laughs> and a couple of gas stations. And like, <laughs> it's just, there's not a lot of different people. It's kinds of people. It's, it's the same, you know, you know, everybody's business. And
1: yeah yeah right i almost forget like in the best possible way i almost forget iowa's a state when we talk about it on the podcast yeah because it's like des moines right and then outside of that what is iowa it's like it's you you know when you're on like a red dead redemption map yeah (laughs) you come across like 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 five houses
0: dude there are some spots Mm -hmm. in iowa that you drive through, and it looks like it's stuck in the 30s,
1: 40s, 50s. Actually, like, I would love to visit that kind of like landscape. I've always been really interested in it. Um, but then also, change my answer, I like, always wanted to go to, uh, like, maybe like Arizona or something like that where you've got, or or like Death Valley, California, you've got those kind of like the desolate mountains and I bet this, having seen like a designated dark space, looking at the sky somewhere uh, that have, you know, no light pollution whatsoever, you get a different perspective of like what's around. Mm -hmm. You start to understand like, how people used to chart the stars and tell stories, and we've kind of lost that in like, an urban setting. So, as yeah. many, in the best possible way, as many places where the,
4: like, nobody is, kind of satisfied.
1: But what's yours? I. So, you've never left the States. Right?
0: I've been to Canada, but not very far into Canada, and it was all very touristy where I was at. I would like to go to the more remote, desolate parts of Canada. I would love to spend a decent chunk of time in Scotland and Ireland and just get away for a month.
4: Yeah.
1: Just
0: be, you know.
1: Well, you know, we want very, well, I don't know. like a year ago, though like, I went to the biggest like in Scotland, went to the biggest like space of kind of uninhabited land in the u k
3: mm-hmm.
1: and hand fed deer and went out into like like rough scenarios mm-hmm. uh, loved it, but I must say
4: compared to. That's what you go to use to. It must seem minuscule.
0: I mean, America's a weird a, a weird thing because it's every state, you're like, oh, there's tons of people that live here. Oh my gosh, there's you know, the entire population of an entire country can fit in this state. But then you really look at it and you go. But these people are all in this city or these cities, and it's so rural in between. There's no single state that is, there is just a bunch of big cities or medium sized cities that are kind of chained together. Yeah. That, and yeah. like that's a big misconception because you think about New York, you think yeah, about California.
1: Literally, was about to say, upstate New York, very different. From what we understand, uh you know, man head. Right.
0: Like in Southern California, yeah, there's a lot of big cities and like you're if you're in LA, it's not uh very far off.
1: It's but I'm gonna flip this question once.
4: Right so I'm going if you don't mind.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go around and say, what's the best flash? Best location. If you, you know, the one place you are like, wow, I can go there again, Yeah, I'm gonna start with Ginger
4: because you went last last time.
0: I mean, it's been a long time since I've been there, so I'd like to go again. But I've been to Niagara Falls two or three times, and it's stunning. And I'd like to go spend more time in the falls. But if I had to pick somewhere else, Um, there's a little college town in Georgia, or there are spots in Southern California that are just chill. They're fairly quiet, but they have that laid-back West Coast vibe, and I loved it.
1: All you gotta do is take that, like, drive down the two, and then you're <laughs> gone.
0: I will say, fuck driving on the 101.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Let's avoid the 101. Okay. You know I mean? but, uh, I prefer to take the two, right? <laughs> we can drive oh. it
0: on. Uh the 10 was gross through the mountains, but
1: that was. Um, if the people listening are a hundred bucks in each, then we will make a documentary where we go down 66 of them.
0: I mean.
1: on. Oh, oh, throw the money at us. Let's make a documentary where we do 66. I would love that.
0: Oh my god.
1: I not. That would be wild. And we listen to uh, Valley Girl by Moon Rapper the whole way. You ever heard that? Oh my god! You ever heard that song?
0: Yes. You so, played oh, it for me.
1: So, oh my god, Valley Girl. Tubular. Oh. It's like a... a kind of what's, um, the what, what's the best one? What's the best five you've done?
2: Uh, um, so... There are three places I've visited that are very close to my heart that I would say are the best places I've visited, so I can't really pick between the three. Um, so it's Machu Picchu in Peru. Um, specifically Machu Picchu, I would never go to Lima, which is the capital Peru ever again. <laughs> um, that place is not safe. It was safe wasn't when I went. Um, Venice. I love Venice with all my heart. I, mm-hmm. I, I love that place so much. Um, I worked in Venice when I was 19, I think.
1: What's in it? Okay. arrivederci Dev cheap Podcast. Yeah.
2: I was part of the um La, Bili, uh, La Biennale um in 20
4: must have been
2: 16 um 2016 so yeah I just I love that place so much I I love visiting there I had like the best alzapora the um <laughs> in, like, some random side street where I had someone's laundry hanging above my head. Um, and then um, Amersfoort in the Netherlands is also a place I just absolutely adore. I've been to the Netherlands for a few times, and I've never been to Amsterdam, which is where everyone goes. I've only ever really been to Amersfoort and um, the place looks back something. Um,
4: and I just adore I really Amersfoort.
2: Mm.
1: My pronunciation. Oh, I thought it was really
2: good. How
1: much? We need nightmare back.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll <laughs> We had a
4: a, a guest recently, a Dutch.
1: Yes.
4: Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Don't know what else to say apart from he would correct your pronunciation. <laughs> <Right now>. uh, <laughs> Uh, help you out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, bring an extra life.
4: Uh, for me, it's uh, I would go,
1: it's a tough one. I would go back to Sicily. I spent many months in Sicily, I worked there, as I've mentioned on the topic or I would go back there, uh. I would go back to New
4: York as well. I enjoyed New York, uh, and I didn't think I would. But I'll leave that there.
1: Please carry on with the uh, D&B question.
4: Ah. So this one will hopefully uh, be a little bit more uh, easy to answer. Do you prefer to play, or... GM slash DM play.
2: So play. in my stream, yeah, I in my streams I am very I'm the DM. I'm the person that like thinks out the campaign. was well, moments we're running a module, but I'm usually the person who thinks out the campaign and all that. I am very much the DM, but my preference is to be a player. Um, I like the not knowing and trying to figure out. Yeah. I play in three, well, I play in two D&D campaigns in a Vampire Masquerade campaign, one of which I'm the DM. So I've got my Tuesday game, which I DM, my Wednesday game where I'm a player, and I I, I absolutely love my Tuesday campaign that I stream. However, I just, I love not having to be in control of every aspect, and just kind of like mess about. Um... So, yeah, I, I kind of prefer to be the player, but I am happy to be the DM.
1: Yeah. It seems like a big responsibility to be a DM. Oh,
2: God, it is. And, I,
1: and I've only played D&D uh, a few times, which is why like, we're talking about like, recent campaigns and the kind of politics of it. Like, I don't understand that. Mm. But I, um, what I love about D&D is that, you have this kind of like game of chess with the DM where you're constantly trying to outsmart like each other, yeah. Which uh, I agree, which is like
4: more role player than any video game
1: I have ever come across because that in real life that's the situation, but, but like also, I think if I had the choice, I think, uh. If I could do the reading, I would love to one day be a DM because I think I would be such uh, fucking ridiculous like...
2: So, here's the thing. Be a DM. You don't actually need to know really jack shit about D&D. So, yeah. I started DMing three months after, starting, three months after I started playing D&D. My DMed my Wednesday campaign, which we are nearing... I think we're... We've been running that campaign for three years now. Um, Jeez. Wait, yeah, no. It's three years this year. Um, it'll be three years this April. Um, started that campaign three months into being a D&D player. DM, if you want to if you wanna be a DM and you want to run, run a campaign, all, you've got, all you really need is like the will and a storyline. Um, and then the rest is kind of ease with it. If you've got someone that you know who is a DM or an experienced DM, they can always help you with like the actual D side of shit. So like, so this is when you would ask for an intelligence role When you would ask for this kind of role. That sort of thing. You can also just buy the DM's guide and that'll tell you. But
1: So, in short, what Kitty is saying to me like that yeah. is that I can run a D campaign or the Ginger Talks community that you co-chair and we're all going to play together.
2: You know, (laughs) I'm pretty sure last time I was here on this podcast, we spoke about running a D&D night.
1: I would love that. We should do a a community D&D night.
2: I am in the process. So the current campaign that I'm running is a module and we are, Getting to the point where we will be ending it in the next few months, I imagine. Depends how quickly it goes. Um, As we are kind of half, we're at a halfway point and We've taken a lot of breaks. If we don't take a lot of breaks, we'll be finishing finishing pretty soon. But I am kind of setting up the next game, so I would absolutely have like one shot from things like that, or potentially just something that you know you could kind of. Out a
1: community, a community. Maybe I'll edit this out. I'm going to posit this idea to you guys. Let's do a charity D&D strip. Oh, man.
4: Let's do a charity D&D strip. I'd be down. It's
0: been a long time since I played D&D. I do still have a bunch of my dice, but... So I
1: will have Alt Kitty to guard us. let's do a charity d and d stream.:
0: Yeah, I could never do a I could never GM just because I don't my my brain doesn't function to to have the visualization stuff that is sometimes required for it, so I'd be down to be a player.
2: Like, yeah, I'm so incredibly used to it. And my my lot are ridiculously chaotic. Like they once they were trying to open a door um, in a dungeon, and this door had a, a very, very low DC to break open. I and mean, it wasn't. It also wasn't locked. They just never tried to actually open it. Right. Um. And so, we were doing a bit of a homebrew that Dragon Age say. They picked up the canary, which is like like this giant person with horns and ran them through the door to open the door instead of, you know, just open the door. Um, and then kept that physical door with the two holes in it from the canary's horns as a tower shield. Um, <laughs> So Wait, like By the way, was I'm, that
1: was that was that a guy that kept that shield with the holes in it?
2: Um it was a in the
1: Why are you keeping that door with the holes in it? No reason.
4: <laughs> well it's only got like the two holes. Hmm? And then you can use that to like keep dirty. Exactly what I was in so You can see you can aim that if mm. they were a wizard.
1: Well, here's my pledge If we if, if we if we can get a certain goal together, I will do the whole thing in character as a uh, an eccentric wizard in costume. Oh my! God.
2: Right, <laughs> it's happening. This is happening. I swear.
1: <laughs> You'll know, be like, "Welcome to the games." <laughs> Oh Agas, Knight, you seem to have found a door with two holes. Do you want to take it and peep through or try and (laughs) open it? That is a can opener, Sir Knight. You have rolled a five and therefore you're still alive.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck. (laughs)
1: <laughs> if you want to pass by me, you must answer me these
4: questions three. Well, what? I'm going uh, <laughs> to being that we're talking about this. Sorry,
0: I just uh read another question that kind of falls into the falls into the uh an extension uh to the original question. As a GM, do you believe in critical fails triggering shenanigan
4: consequences?
2: I don't know if this is what they meant, but what I do with um, critical fails in, in combat, so generally speaking, because we use all, well, we particularly use all 20 combat, we'll have eight, because one square equals five feet, will have you'll have eight eight squares around you. I mm-hmm. have to roll a roll of d8. Um, if they're rolling out one on that like, attack, um, that d8 depends. Like, kind of decides what happens per square. Um, of what happens of, of, like during combat. So it could mm-hmm. be that they actually hit an enemy, that they hit an ally, that they bounce their sword off the ground and hit themselves. <laughs> or sort of get stuck, or whatever. Um, if we're talking like ability check, so rules are written in the Deanna's Guide, uh, critical fails and successes in that 1s and that 20s, for those who don't know, um, don't actually mean anything. They just are a pass, uh, a, a pass or a fail. Um, how I do it is, if you roll a nat 1, uh, on, like, acrobatics or athletics or whatever that you're trying to do. It's, like, the biggest ADHD moment happens to you. <laughs> so I had a player try and so there were an arachograph. So for those who don't know, that is, like, a bird person, essentially. Bird person. Um, and they were trying to fly through this window of a library that was armed with a rat. Um, And they rolled the Nat 1. And so they tried to fly into the window and got magic missile casted on them, which is an (laughs) unavoidable attack. Um, And because they rolled the Nat 1, they were like, oh, it's fine, I'll do it again. Um, Or... So it's things like that, or they'll have, like, a really hilarious fall... Things like so, yeah, absolutely. Like critical failures, I will. If you, if it's like an agreed upon thing when we start the game, they always send out consent forms and things like that. Um, I will absolutely <laughs> always make it hilarious.
4: <laughs> Good. Uh, it,
0: that was asked by ADHD Toaster, who asked the previous question, and uh, he is very pro shenanigans. So uh,
4: that's here we go. Oh, it's hot. It's (laughs) melted. Uh, let's see. Uh, non D and D question,
0: and then we have like two more D and D questions after that, and a couple other non D and D questions, but they're still like. Five or six that are here. Uh, unconventional waffle toppings you are willing you'd be willing to try.:
4: I mean, like, what is unconventional? Yeah.: uh, Unconventional waffle toppings you are willing to try. I was given zero criteria.
2: But, uh yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, it, I'm like, I'm marrying a Dutch person. And the Dutch, uh, they border with Belgium. So nothing's kind of on off limits. So I don't really know what we consider an unconventional.
1: I'm marrying a Dutch person. So my unconventional topping is that person.
2: Yeah, I guess. Cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <I>, uh, <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> It's either that or insects, you fucking whiteboard brick. Um, um, I, For me, it would be a BuzzFeed quiz printouts. <laughs> just to eat them, just to see what my personality is at the end of it. And it turns out <laughs> I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't
2: an unconventional I
4: I mean, like, use your imagination. I mean, like,
1: floor lamps, uh, unconventional waffle. Topping. Wait, I, I reckon. Do you know what? Eggs with maple syrup and hot sauce. Honestly,
0: oh, that's not. That, I was gonna say that's not super unconventional to me. The hot sauce on its own is unconventional, and that's what my answer was gonna be.
1: Yeah, but, like. Would it actually be nice? Like, it depends on the waffle. Are we talking Belgian? Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: Are we talking like stroopwaffle?
2: Straw waffle.
1: Oh, sorry. Like my apologies. Uh, <laughs> we, unconventional waffle. So I... we are living in a world where sweet and savory are colliding like uh, particles in the. LHC program. So I
4: mean, like I'm gonna say,
1: basil, Mm. basil and olive oil. Why not with a bit of salt?
2: I don't know. I don't know many people that put butter on their waffles.
0: I do. That's very common here. Okay.
1: Noodles. Noodles
0: on
2: waffles. America's.
1: So the American contingent here just admitting basically that everyone's stoned.
2: Well. I put um, I put
1: butter in spaghetti. So I put I I, butter and oh come on, no, no no, there's an Italian crying. I love Venice, <laughs> so I put butter in spaghetti. Mamma mia! <laughs> and, uh, I mean, but there, she'll give
2: It's just because spaghetti in the UK, I found, is very dry. No matter how I cook it, is. so absolutely. it's just to give it some some of that moisture back.
1: Here's here's the tip. Right. So I learned this very recently. Um, that if you, the darker your pasta, your dried pasta, the lower quality is. So if you get a dried pasta that is like bright yellow, that's the, that's one to get. But so I'm saying a savory waffle. So we're going to put a little bit of garlic. We're putting olive oil on it. We're putting rosemary on it, okay. and then maybe like for me, vegetarian Worcestershire sauce. And we're gonna try like a gravy waffle because it's like a Yorkshire pudding.
2: Sorry, right. I just I have to ask. We have to clarify vegetarian Worcestershire sauce.
1: Henderson's relic.
2: It's not almost all auspicious sauce, okay. just so to No. My mind has been worse.
4: Made from
1: anchovies.
2: I think oh shit, seriously? Mm-hmm. Fuck.
1: The the only form of that sauce that you can eat without animal products in is the Sheffield based Henderson's relic.
2: I need to check mine because I am like in Incredibly
1: allergic to fish. Huh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so no one agree with since Senseman. So ginger, surely you put uh. a bit of ginger on that. Well, I,
0: So I was actually gonna say something along the lines of, um, uh, doing something that's more like. Uh, like a spicy noodle, like a Southeast Asian. Uh, whether it's just like the sauce or just like scoops uh, of just like noodles, <laughs> and you use okay. the taco you- or you use the waffle like a taco shell.
1: Can someone just like clip ginger saying "oops"? I'm. That'd be fantastic.
2: You- for me,
1: I I think it's like. Almost like a gravy working.
0: I mean it, not even a a, a gravy, because like
4: I I guess this is
0: a perfect point of foods are slightly different <laughs> with the same name like same names, different foods. Um Yeah. But like breakfast gravy here. Fuck me up. It's so good. But,
2: but like, that's common. I've got to say, when I went to America for the first time in my life, early, not earlier this year, because we're in 2023, but in September 2022, um, I finally tried biscuits, like American, like the biscuits that Americans have. You know what they are? They're fucking stones. Shit. They're scones!
1: That sounds awful. I hate scones anyway. <laughs> Fuck you and your biscuits. Here. How about that? Um, See,
0: I don't, I'm not a big fan of biscuits unless they're super buttery and they have like gravy or something. I ha- There's too wait.
2: fucking dry.
1: So what are we talking about when we're saying gravy? Uh,
2: so we so we always talk about the, the brown gravy but Americans generally obviously correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not American. Um, I don't know why I am
1: talking. Okay. Um, there's also, like white gravy. That- so like the Ikea gravy? No. It's on white. So, and I eat-
0: so let me kind of explain it. The way, like, we make it here at at home, like my family and stuff does, we make, because we're not vegetarian, we usually take the fat from, like, bacon or sausage and we then add like milk and flour to it and let it thicken. And so it's it's still a, it, it's a very heavy gravy most of the time. And so it's lighter in color, but you let it thicken and uh, then you put it on like biscuits or pancakes, you usually have it with breakfasty. Stuff you don't
2: have with fruit.
1: That is not gravy. Uh,
2: yeah, I say this. Uh, so gravy is very much associated with Yorkshire, and I say this as someone whose father is from Yorkshire. but That is not gravy.
1: I say this as someone whose father is from in Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Yeah, that That's is not, not gravy. gravy. <laughs> That's American snot. That is uh, throw milking, or kidding,
2: bacon. That? That's
1: not gravy, That's that. not gravy, that. Do it for your chair. What's that? What's that? Ginger snaps. How dare you?
0: But you can also have it with, like, fried chicken. And... Still, it should be white.
1: It, excuse <laughs> me. That's not how <laughs> they do it in your, your chair. chair. That's not gravy. <laughs> not
2: gravy. Zane
1: Bain would be very I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what you got there. You posh cream there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I would know because I'm in the Beatles. <laughs> I tell you what, we had John, Paul, George, and Ringo. <laughs> those, were, those were the days. I would proper gravy. Isn't that right, John? Imagine a world with proper gravy. That's right, John. I'm Paul McCartney. Ah, uh, that, that's really awful. Doing an impression of the Beatles. <laughs> well, that's right, John. That's proper gravy. I'm Paul McCartney. I'm whimsical. Then John's like, Imagine a world with different gravy, eh, Paul? Liverpool, I
3: hate, I Liverpool. <laughs>
1: do you know what? Let's... And do you know what the worst thing about Liverpool is?
4: Chicken on The, the bales
1: Under <laughs> gravy, George, isn't that right? Don't talk to me, John. I'm just a guitar player. Gravy? Why are you t- why are you talking about ginger? That is not gravy.
0: That is a breakfast gravy. You're Bre- not gravy.
1: Breakfast. Like, so, no, no, okay, we're getting too pissed off. But, like, uh, let's go back to D Listen, I'm
0: just telling you the shit that goes on here. Y'all are jumping on me. I I didn't do it. I didn't name it. I didn't yeah. make it a thing.
1: All right. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like I'm in daddy. <laughs> I feel like I'm in daddy daycare when he speaks to me like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. All right.
1: Uh, okay. Right. Um I've been to IHOP. That was not on the menu. Uh
0: were you in IHOP here in the States?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. New York. New York. It's
0: I'm wearing It's on the menu on at it, IHOP.
1: Uh, well, I, I looked at it and I deleted it. What the fuck are you talking about? Breakfast gravy. <laughs> Breakfast gravy. Over here, we call that milk. And we put it in our syrup. <laughs> anyway, this, is, this has gone way too far. Can we have...
0: Next,
1: next question. Next question. Next
0: question. Uh, what I, don't
1: even know it, I don't even know if everyone answered. <laughs> right. oh, sorry, carry on.
0: What alignment best suits you, IRL? Oh,
2: um, so, fun fact. It's the exact same alignment that I play in all my D&D campaigns as a character. Uh, Chaotic neutral, because I find that I'm very much not a lawful character because fuck capitalism. Um, But I'm not evil either. So I'm kind of like more of a neutral. But at the same time, I'm a very chaotic person, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, classic neutral, which is also what I play as all my characters. So it's just easier for me to do.
4: I tell
1: you what, I I tell you what I play. I play Yoko. God damn it. <laughs> what What do you play, Ginger? And then I and then after that, like you can tell me because I don't know what the fuck I am.
2: Oh, I've got you. I've got your your you alignment
0: All
1: right, So Ginger first
0: i would like to think that i am chaotic good that leans to chaotic neutral because there's that part of me that's just like oh juicy dirt someone's ruining their life Ooh, let me grab a glass of wine (laughs) like there's still that big part of me that's just like ah yes i love watching the world burn and just like subtle digs but all in all, I am a pretty good person, I think. So I think chaotic, good that leans closer to neutral is.
1: Uh, yes, Ginger, you. I fall. Ah, yes, Ginger, you are Galadriel, <laughs> leader of Macwood.
2: Honestly, I see chaos, good for you as well.
3: Yeah, good.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, true. I see you as I would say chaotic good. I wouldn't quite put you as neutral, um, but I would definitely say if there's definitely a chaos element at Emily, there. But I would say good because I wouldn't say you're quite neutral because neutral suggests that you kind of do what's best, depending on the situation, rather than trying to follow the rules of the that.
4: Um, and I feel like how a good morph fits you because you try and see the best. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going say that as a compliment. Huh?
1: You're not neutral, you're good. And to me, that's great. <laughs> uh, it's like sort of the sort in hat saying Gryffindor.
2: <laughs> um, so I'm very much a slugger,
0: so... That's, I, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat, but, because not all Slytherins are bad, and not all Gryffindors are good, so.
1: Oh, right, are oh, you taking it away from me that I could be good? I'm chaotic good, thank
2: <laughs> you. You're chaotic good. Which basically means you get things done. You get good things done in just a pretty chaotic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Okay. I'll say yeah.
2: that. I'll say that. <laughs> Most people with ADHD, I feel, are, no, I'm saying that, have ADHD. Um, I'm (laughs) not live
1: diagnosis at the five-tier level.
2: I work with psychologists, but I'm not a psychologist Um, or psychiatrist. Um, I find art in the chaotic out women because you've just got that many. Favorite
0: artist, and why are they your favorite?
4: In what context? No context was given outside of that. What? Big question. Hmm.
2: Well, for me, if we're talking musical artist, it's hailstorm. I don't know like Ooh. half reason why. I just really enjoy their music. I've seen them live twice. once a download once headline Um uh, I just really enjoy the energy that Lizzie Hale brings. I just yes. like it. Uh if we're talking like art artists, then I probably say Salvador Dali. Um really just because mm-hmm. I like the surrealism with them. I've been here museum, yeah. Another um, an experience.
4: Sorry. So we're talking art and um
1: India. So uh, I I guess now it's becoming a two-tier question. Let's say like music and visual.
4: Hmm. I I don't have
0: necessarily a favorite musical artist I have so many that I I bounce between uh that I really enjoy I mean Christ you were talking about <laughs> uh I brought up Orville Peck in private to Druid earlier this week um but I'm also just super deep into in this moment right now and the pretty reckless but I'm also like, uh, like my fucking music is just kind of all over the place right now. So I don't know if I have a favorite artist per se, musically. Um, the one I've listened to the longest would probably be my brother and the Beatles, uh, separate, not together, because that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> but like,
1: wait. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? (laughs) Did you you just say you like the Beatles?
0: I've been listening to the Beatles since I was young. Um,
4: Well, it sounds to me like you need help. (laughs) I get by with a little help from my friends, so, you know...
1: Well, I just wrote that about Yoko, <laughs> like special friends. Was it uh, Ringo did Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah, yeah. Ringo. Ringo used to be the voice of Thomas the Tank Engine, which was great because Ringo is the worst Beatle. We all know it, and uh, Ringo like. And what do you do today, Thomas?
4: I was like, nothing.
1: Well, sounds like Yoko in the studio to me, but she got a producer credit and I didn't. The Beatles.
4: I didn't know you liked the Beatles, Jim. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I find
4: myself unironically just singing Hey Jude to myself. All the time.
1: Um, uh, that's what and, I say. Whenever I'm making a bad decision, I go, na na nah, 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 nah. Hey, Druid.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like, I've listened. My brother had the, the Red Album Beatles Greatest Hits CD, uh, or my mom had it. And, like... That was a big exposure to the Beatles for me, and so I listen to the beatles they they pop into my music rotation a lot more now frequently than they used to
1: i hated the Beatles for the longest time because I want to hold hold your hand is just so inconceivably ridiculous to me that I hate yeah. it, but then no band. Uh, what I will say for the Beatles, and I'm not saying I'm a big fan, no band they evolved quite a lot of the Beatles. Happy, they went from I want to hold your hand to happiness is a warm gun. Yeah. Yeah, so come on. And John Lennon's solo stuff, I actually like more than the Beatles. But like, mm. that is, this is not the answer that I've given, but like, that's. <laughs> for the Beatles
0: i'm honestly surprised that you didn't expect that because we've talked about me liking so many different kinds of
4: music
1: yeah but the beatles like i didn't see that
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
4: i don't Um, know why yeah i uh um but as far as like artists
0: i don't know who did a lot of these because i i don't like under like i i fell out of it too too young but the really old traditional japanese art that came um
1: uh like came on the time
0: of the great wave of kanagawa
1: the wave yeah 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 i know exactly. It, it uh What's the Weezer album that's got like that as its colour, Pink and oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, the way I know exactly what you're about. Mm,
0: because I there's something about the style that I, I really enjoy because the art that came out around that time, some of it is very, like, especially for women, is very softly depicted, but also some of it, it According to our eyes today, look a little odd, but just seeing the different art that came out around, that came out of that era of Japan, I think is beautiful.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And you can see how that went on to like, in, not in a condescending way, like informed stadium of like,
4: Japanese art that we see today. But... Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. The name uh music wise no one surpasses Pink Floyd. I think Pink Floyd is really uh just the greatest
1: uh in the Dark Side of the Moon album, Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. create, like, an atmosphere about time and the passage of time and ageing, where the music informs a message and makes me feel something deep. And nothing has ever made me feel the way Pink Floyd does. So for me, Pink Floyd does it. I'm almost ashamed as, a, like, a lover and creator of music to say, like, something almost so predictable for me. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, uh have learned over the years, I can't deny that influence. The Pink Floyd for me is like the biggest thing because they talk about so many social issues in their lyrics and that isn't uh, like such an underplayed element of that band because they get lumped in with being like this kind of like smoke a doobie and listen to the echoey guitar solo band or listen to this whole thing band. But like you forget the lyrics, but like actually Pink Floyd for a bunch of like posh students from London actually make a stance on the right things most of the time and say Mm -hmm. things about like the world and, the most amazing way, and the music also makes my spine tingle. That uh, they're almost my favorite artist in every aspect. That then, um, as someone that has gone to many museums around the world and seen many things, uh, and having thought about art, at one point I would have said Ralph Steadman was my favorite artist and he does a lot of scratchy inky pictures and he did like beer and Love in las vegas actually okay. like having gone to many galleries ha- having gone to many galleries i think my favorite artist is actually maybe caravaggio um, it because caravaggio yeah classical painter uh comes with an interesting story. I believe Caravaggio actually murdered someone and had to like run away from his hometown and it's filled with intrigue and interesting stories but Caravaggio has such an understanding of light and dark and contrasting the two together that I find arresting and arresting is not a word that I would use when uh, talking about art Unless yeah. I really meant it. And it's the light turns against the dark. It's that contrast Caravaggio's main. Yeah. So I recommend you go and look it.
0: I, I have such a hard time. Just because, for me, it, any traditional art is so visual. I mean, it's, that's the nature of it. But part of the reason I do abstract is because I don't have a visual imagination anymore. So for me, visual art is so difficult. I have to have something that truly makes me feel something. It hits in a certain way. Like, it's, like, that's what makes that question actually super hard for me. I had to, like, really think about, like, what kind of art have I always loved and do I always gravitate back to as a visual? stimulus and then
4: like that's really what kind of hit for me Yeah. um but because like you brought that up and i used to love banksy like banksy's
0: works like that banksy was something i really dug in college but i
4: can't Conjure up an image of a Banksy in my head to save my life. Yeah,
1: uh, just like the spray paint bottle on MS Paint. Uh No, like, I can't deny Banksy, but like, in a way, like, graffiti, you know, we had PayCon, the Patreon episode. And you look at people like him, it's like working class grifters. I believe that Banksy started off that way—a man with a vision that actually, like, is now like obviously making so much money. So far removed from that culture, but right. like, who even is Banksy now?
4: Right. Then who am I, also, to say that? Because I don't know shit. <laughs>
2: I still think it's no love and a heart
4: attack. (laughs) I think it's the head. (laughs) Oh, well. The head. Say what, Banksy's never had breakfast gravy. (laughs) Because if he did, it'd be even more dour. Damn it. Um...
0: Well, Do we want to do this last uh, question and then wrap her up?
4: Yeah, let's do it. You up for one more?
0: Hit me. Alright, <laughs> what's your favorite setting, I'm assuming, for D&D? Uh, uh, I do I have one.
2: You're, uh, you're... Sorry, uh, I'll, huh? I'll move to Okay. Um, right. I don't... No, you're fine. Um, I don't really have one. So, in terms of settings, I really only play homebrew stuff, apart um, from the current
4: module that I'm running. So, it's quite subjective.
2: I like kind of medieval fantasy, I guess. Um, we try to, we, we did run like a one shot that ran longer than one session. Um, of heist, where everyone was human and there was like a mix between it was more of a mix between practical and magic uh, with a, an emphasis on practical, and I just really loved like the medieval setting, I guess, so mm-hmm. that's it really
0: okay I mean. my very first uh, D&D campaign was a uh, was a Star Wars D20 campaign. So Oh, wow. And then everything else we did was all homebrew. So, I,
4: I get it. <laughs> but
2: I just like how homebrew can be anything you want it to be. I I'm running a module right now and I feel like it really cuts off my creativity I don't like mm. that which is why I'm very excited like I'm enjoying it but I'm excited for it to be done so we can get onto my homebrew well mm-hmm. that's like properly done which the last one wasn't so
4: yeah gotcha well, if the people want a D uh
0: campaign that that stars uh Druid and I and uh led by Alt oh, Kitty, <laughs> let us fucking know. <laughs> yeah. So do I,
1: I like I picture it as this, like we do an endurance campaign for charity.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: That's how I picture it. I don't know if that's how you guys see it. An endurance campaign for a, for a good cause. With it, like, we can have people dropping in and out for donating mm-hmm. uh, that can fuck with the game, essentially.
2: Okay, so, like, say a certain donation thr- threshold can yeah. dictate the movement of the
1: players. The more you donate, the more you can control the game. Oh
2: yeah. mm, okay.
1: so they can throw the gum in the works, they can fuck the campaign and watch us try and work it out. Mm. Yeah. Oh,
4: interesting.
1: I like that. Yeah, I, I think that could be a good little earner. If you're interested in seeing us doing that, please write in. Maybe yes. we'll do it maybe we'll do it anyway cause it's good enough and the the kind of stars align for us to do that. I think that would be really cool, though. Like, endurance stream, long, anyone can come in at any time. Let's say we've been doing it for 10 hours and someone can come in and like fuck us up. Like, <laughs> like, a, like, like, a, like a IRL Vicksburg crate, basically. Oh my God. Yeah, see yeah you see what I mean? And then, and then you've got to watch us like tired as fuck, like scrambling to like deal with the situation.
2: I that, I think
1: there's like, I, like honestly, I think that's got legs.
2: Yeah, at home as so well. I've got a book completely dedicated
4: to traps and puzzles, red dungeons in 15 so Hell, Look at yeah, it. there's potential. Yes, I, I. If you guys want that, fucking let us know,
0: and uh, maybe if there's enough interest in it, and any of our patrons would like to join, join the Patreon, and uh, maybe you can be a part of kooky shenanigans.
4: We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure things out. But you know, I think that would be fun. Because I know there are
0: people who would love to play and be involved.
1: <laughs> so it, it writes itself. It
0: mhm.
4: So, well, Alt Kitty, thank you so much for joining us. Uh-oh.
1: You brought a lot to the table. Yeah. And that's just not the real log table in the room, but to the <laughs> Metaphysical conversational type. Thank you. Uh, an honor to have you with us.
4: Thank you.
0: Yes. Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote, shout out, do, do any of the things for?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, well, I am all, cat, uh, all fat, <laughs> all, all kitty underscore on pretty much everything. Um, I do have an Etsy shop where I do cosplay plus shoes, and you can always DM me for custom cosplays. Um, which is Creative Clark on Etsy. Um, Clark is spelled with an E at the end. Um, I'm currently making, I've currently listed a moving workable tiefling tail. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really what I have to also stream oh. every Tuesday and Friday. Hell yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so
0: much for, for being on and Druid, thank you so much for, uh, wrangling her into, (laughs) into it.
1: (laughs) No worries. Uh, great to have a guest in the room with me tonight. Uh, I live for it. So here we go. It's just season three. It's been a strange schedule. Yes. Not my fault. (laughs) It's all right.
0: Big life things.
1: Yeah. But, uh, thank you yeah thank you guys
0: yeah and thank you to our listeners and our patrons and all of you guys we appreciate you and we'll uh we'll catch up with you in the next one
1: bye,
3: bye. bye. bye.